Thank you for calling Gay Wire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Hello, and thank you for choosing option 3. You've reached Gaywire, where everything is at least a little bit queer. I'm your host, Terrence Adams, and I use they-them pronouns. I apologize in advance if you can hear my dog in the background. He's now decided to wake up from his nap and tippy-tap his little toes all over the background, messing up my audio. And also, my upstairs neighbor says I've decided that, uh... Now is the time for them to start dancing, I suppose. So if you hear either of those things, I do apologize and just know that this is a labor of love. Anyways, you're listening to Gaywire, which is produced for CJSR 88.5 FM in Amiskwichiwiskaigen on Treaty 6 territory and Region 4 of the Métis Nation of Alberta, colonially known as Edmonton. Happy Pride Month. Also, happy Indigenous History Month. It's important to remember that these months both happen to be in June, and to take the intersection as an opportunity to highlight and to elevate two-spirit folk within our community. So please do check out the social media of the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society, along with their website, for updates on events, uh, mutual aid, and more. And if you'd like to learn more about what it means to be Two-Spirit, along with conceptualizing queerness and transness with a decolonial lens, check out past episodes of Gaywire with Ashley Cardinal and the episodes with Gabe Calderon. Also, Gabe Calderon's novel, Magotis, will be coming out soon. It is an indigiqueer, two-neurodivergent, uh post-apocalyptic novel going to be released by Arsenal Pulp Press very soon. Please look at Gabe Calderon's social media, which is uh, at Nishin Gabe, for updates on his novel. And since it is Pride Month and this is Gaywire, I would not be doing my due diligence if I were to neglect to mention the myriad of Pride events happening this month. In fact, that is what the interview today is about. Later on, I'll be speaking with Kelsey Robbins about Out Loud St. Albert and their Pride celebration, which will be taking place on June 18th in Rotary Park, which is in St. Albert, by the way. Also, you can find lots of Pride events in this year's 2022 Pride Guide, but not all the events happening this month are in that guide, so I'm going to share some of those. Also, not all of the events in the guide are all ages, some of them are 18+, plus, and some of them do have a cost associated. So please do keep that in mind when you are checking out the 2022 Edmonton Pride Guide, as cost and age are barriers to participation for some events. But on June 11th, Rara Canal will be hosting the Stonewall Queer Culture and Fashion Gala. Details to come, and check out Rara Canal's social media for updates. And then on June 17th, there will be an anti-colonial pride rally organized by Shades of Color Yeg. The meeting time is 3.30pm at Beaver Hills Park, and the purpose of this march is to protest the way that capitalism and, by extension, colonialism, liberalism, and a whole host of other isms have co-opted pride. 
corporations can make money off of queer folks by making rainbow products, yet will still fund anti-queer legislation. And that's just one example of the way that Pride has been co-opted among many. So, on June 17th at 3.30pm, Beaver Hills Park, for an anti-colonial Pride rally. Then, June 18th is St. Albert Pride, but I'm not going to tell you too much about that, because we will be hearing shortly from Kelsey Robbins. And, uh, on June 22nd, there will be a Youth Arts and Crafts Night at the Pride Center of Edmonton. This will be one of the first in-person events at the Pride Center, uh, in ages. So, yeah, on June 22nd, from 5 to 7, a Youth Arts and Crafts Night at the Pride Center of Edmonton. And on June 25th, there will be a Black Trans Lives Matter March and Rally starting in Beaver Hills Park at 1 p.m. The purpose of this march is to create a space for those in the community who have been marginalized time and time again, namely black trans people. The peaceful protest is also a response to the loss of executive director Cash Bay and the subsequent police response, or lack thereof. This march does have a dress code, please wear red and wear a mask, and bring flowers or candles. This march aims to create a safe space for all community members, and again, that is June 25th at 1pm in Beaver Hills Park. Stay tuned for an upcoming episode of Gaywire, where we will be talking to one of the founders of Rarica Now about these events going on in June. And then also on June 25th is Pride Fest in Churchill Square. There will be a lot of performers, music, and also a beer garden. Um, along with Sex Now, a CBRC research group that is traveling around Canada to various Pride celebrations to collect data on the GBTQ community. They are also offering no barrier HIV testing. So that will be June 25th in Churchill Square. We will also be hearing from the folks from Sex Now in a upcoming episode, hopefully before the 25th, so y'all can know what they're about and what they're using this data for, so you can feel informed in your decision to participate in their data collection or not. So please do stay tuned for that. So for more Pride events happening this month, be sure to check out the 2022 Edmonton Pride Guide. It has a lot of events listed along with ticket prices and age limits. Okay, so without further ado, it is time to hear from myself, Terrence Adams, and Kelsey Robbins on Gaywire on CJSR 88.5 FM about St. Albert Pride, which is June 18th in Rotary Park. Yeah, my name is Kelsey Robbins and my pronouns are she, they. And could you just give a sort of brief overview of what event it is you're here to tell us about? We are talking about St. Albert Pride. Um, it's on June 18th from 11 to 7 at Rotary Park, and it's put on by Out Loud St. Albert. Awesome. So what is, what's, what's going to be going on at Pride? Oh, it's going to be a blast. Um, it's an all ages event. We're trying to make it super friendly for absolutely everybody. So you'll kind of see something for everybody there. Um, we're going to have a bunch of vendors. We're going to have a stage that is fully stacked with performances from right from 11 until 7 for the whole day. Um, some of those performers will be drag performers. Some of them will be musicians. Some of them are like dance crews. We have a really wide variety. We're really excited about it. So there will be that. There will be a petting zoo. There will be a 100-foot inflatable obstacle course. There will be foam axe throwing, um, food trucks. It's just kind of a really 
great way to get the entire community together and um, the whole team from Out Loud will be there all day. Um, we'll have all of our volunteers there and you'll see lots of the youth and the kiddos that we serve bouncing around the event as well. So yeah, it's just kind of going to be a really great festival type day for everybody in the community. Yeah. Um, so speaking of everybody in the community, what sort of accessibility um, measures have been taken to make it uh, so that everyone can enjoy? Absolutely. So there are no stairs or anything going into the park. It's kind of just like a wide open area. There is grass. So that is something to be mindful of when you're accessing the event. However, there is also trails all kind of like around the park. So those are paved and are amazing. Um, there will be accessible bathrooms, there will be um, hand washing stations and stuff kind of like set away so that everybody that needs that and needs just a little bit more space has access to that. Um, the petting zoo will be pretty accessible. This whole event is pretty widespread out. So there's lots of room to get around. And we are making sure that the vendors have lots of space in between them so that people can kind of peruse them. Um, if you are using a mobility device, you should have enough space to maneuver. And if you don't, you just come let one of us know it out loud and we will move things and make it accessible. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So then speaking of Out Loud, could you tell us a little bit about this um, organization? Totally. So we are a nonprofit. Um, we are located in St. Albert. We serve the 2S LGBTQIAP plus community, kind of all ages. Um, we say from like six to 60, but we will serve you if you're 160. We'll serve you if you're six months. Um, we do groups for all ages. So we have a juniors group that runs for under 12 kiddos. We have a youth group that runs for 13 to 24. We have an 18 plus group. We have a parents group and we have a siblings group. Um, so we kind of serve everybody around St. Albert that's going through a journey themselves or with somebody they love um, and coming to terms with their gender identity or their sexuality and kind of exploring that. We help parents out with their journeys. We do a lot of advocacy. We sit on a lot of committees. Um, we do a lot of community building, um, wraparound stuff. We work with the schools. We're, we kind of just do everything. Uh, we work with a lot of people north of Edmonton because we're in St. Albert. So even though we say we're St. Albert, it's St. Albert and everybody around. So we have kiddos from, we even have kiddos from Beaumont. We have kiddos from Morinville. We serve everybody. Yeah. So how does it feel to be a part of this organization and serve this many people? It's like life changing, actually. So I myself am queer. I'm non-binary. Um, and it's growing up in this community. I came out very late in life. I was 25 when I came out and I didn't have the support that this organization kind of gives people. Um, it's it changes lives. We get to kind of see it every single day. Every time we talk to a parent or talk to a kiddo, you can hear it in their voice that they're just grateful to talk to somebody that has the time and can take the time. And that's what all our whole job is about is just taking the time to sit with our community members where they are um, and support them where they're at. If we meet everybody where they're at, if we have a kiddo that's struggling, we're with anxiety and isn't really into the whole big group settings we are now setting up dungeons and dragons for a smaller group so like we it's just really cool um being a member of this community myself to be able to give back to the kids and to see 
we always say it's cool that the kids have it figured out so much earlier than we did. Um, and yeah, the kids are amazing and they make the whole thing worth it. So I'm really grateful to be a part of it. It's very much a family type organization. My boss started it with his daughter. Um, who is also a member of the community. So he's got major like queer dad vibes and it's lovely. And yeah, we're just, we're really grateful and we're really happy to do the work that we do. Yeah, well, that's, that's incredible. Um, I'm a little curious about how your work um, has sort of like changed uh, throughout the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a major challenge. <laughs> so interestingly enough, um, just because of the way that our organization kind of started, we started off as seven years ago in 2014 as kind of like a, it was really just run as like a volunteer by volunteers. Um, my boss kind of did it off the side of his desk while he was doing other things and his daughter put a lot of work into it. And so we actually weren't even staffed until the pandemic. So we got our first staff in 2021. Um, so our kiddos weren't accessing programming a lot online, but we were in a place where our staff kind of were able to step in and try to provide some programming a while online. But then when the second COVID ended, and I say that in like those weird quotation marks, um, but the second that the restrictions lifted, um, we were able to just move back into in-person and like our numbers have skyrocketed. So we see, we were seeing four to five kids online in a group. And now I say to everybody, we see about 60 kids on a meeting night. And that's an astronomical amount, um, especially for a town where that people have called in the past straight Albert. So everybody thinks that, you know, people in St. Albert are queer and there's no queer kids in St. Albert, but they're here and they're ready to party and be around each other. And we're bringing them out and it's it's the pandemic was really interesting for us because we kind of got our footing so yeah that's very interesting yeah yeah and the fact that there are so many kids um accessing your program and so so many people accessing your your programming what what is that like it is a whirlwind we are a small team of two staff um so there's only two of us that do this work and we joke all the time about how nervous we get because every meeting every we have our kids groups on the second and or no the first and third Tuesdays of the month and every time that Tuesday rolls around we're like ooh, like wonder how many more kids we're gonna get because the numbers just go up every single time and we're drastically outnumbered but it's in the best way um because these kids need community and this is they found it and it's absolutely wonderful to see and it might be a little bit anxiety inducing for the adults every once in a while but you know the kids love it and the only thing that's a little bit stressful is trying to cater to absolutely everybody right so we do have some neurodivergent youth that access our programming that those numbers get a little bit intense um so we're constantly trying to find ways to support them and like build more programming and smaller programming and kind of stretch ourselves even farther than we're already stretched to make sure that we can serve the needs of everybody in our community and not just those super flamboyant, comfortable kids. Yeah. How are you like doing that sustainably? Uh, <laughs> passion and willpower is all I can say. We have a really great team of volunteers that help us out as well. Um, our board is really involved. Our executive director is really involved. Um, we have the community, honestly, is how we do it sustainably whenever myself and my coworker, Becca, are kind of like 
running a little ragged. We have so many community agencies that we get to reach out to to get support. We're partnered with so many agencies in St. Albert that are very affirming and very, very accepting and have done a lot of work to work with us to find out how they can help and how they can support our kiddos, even though they're not members of this community, in a way that they still feel affirmed and still feel accepted. So it's nice that we have built those relationships, but the community is what keeps us going. Like we could not do this just us. Um, we need all of those other community members, all the volunteers, all the parents, the parents we desperately love. Um, and yeah, the board members and kind of everybody that contributes to this, um, even though there's only two of us that do the work and like get paid to do the work, there's a whole group of people that contribute to Out Loud and we are super grateful for every single one of them. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. Um, and then I guess turning our focus back towards uh, Pride on June mm -hmm. 18th in Rotary Park, um, what sort of values, I guess, are y'all using to um, inform this Pride celebration? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, so what we're trying to use to inform this Pride celebration is we're trying to make it in, as inclusive of as many communities as possible. So representation is something that's really, really important for us at Out Loud, and we talk about it constantly. And being from a, from a exclusively white organization, basically, we are very mindful of that. Um, we like to reach out to other agencies that may not get the opportunity to participate in things like this because of vendor fees or whatever. And like, we just, we want to take away all of the barriers to kind of participate in pride. So if there is an organization or somebody that's like, I want to come, but I can't because of X, Y, and Z, we find a way to make it work. Um, pride is for everybody. We're really, really passionate about that. St. Albert, our kids, in, the kids in St. Albert struggle a bit with bullying. They struggle a bit with a lot of the, there is a bit of lateral violence in like the younger queer community in St. Albert. And it's really interesting to see. So we're trying to kind of like get rid of that. We're trying to address that in our pride event by making sure that our performers on stage, people can see themselves in the performers that are on stage, right? We don't just have like the famous drag performers or like the famous musicians. We kind of have some of the smaller groups or the newer people that are new to the scene that are two-spirit or people of color. And we're just, we're trying really hard to make it as diverse as possible. It is a very, very busy month for a lot of these performers and everybody is so, so busy. So I feel like we're kind of like picking from a lot of people that are left over because everybody's so booked, um, but we are doing our absolute best and we are open to suggestions. And I think that that's, that's what it's about, right? Is we are able to acknowledge we don't know everything. Um, if there is a community member that's like, I don't feel represented in this Pride event, and they like they are more than welcome to come talk to us during, after, before, however they are comfortable doing that. And we want to meet the community where they're at. We really want to make this inclusive for everybody. Yeah. Um, how would you how would you say um, accountability plays into the way that out loud, like community accountability, the way that out loud um, functions? Uh, so we have pretty um, strong safe zone policies in our space. Um, so the kiddos kind of know what to expect whenever they are in our space. They know um, the things that are acceptable, the things that aren't acceptable. We have a very big call in, call out difference um, where we are all about calling you in. If you're saying something that could be a microaggression and you don't know, let's talk about it. Like, let's do some education. Let's call you in. If it's 
flat out awful <laughs> and like a slur, that's when you get called out. So we're really passionate about having the difference and it stems to our staff. So if you notice a microaggression in one of our staff, it is a complete expectation that they are able to be called in or called out and take that appropriately. You know, um, accountability is really important. So we, we don't turn anybody away. We talk to everybody. If somebody has feedback to give us, we are an open door policy all the time. You can come talk to all of us. That's part of the benefit of being a very small team is that most of the time when you want to talk to one of us, you're talking to all of us. Um, but yeah, so we, we know that we are at the start of our journey as an agency. We've only been staffed for about a year. We've only had our own space for not too long. But part of our job being white and privileged and queer is to amplify the voices uh, that don't get amplified all the time. So even when it comes to even things like our podcasts, like we, this is the month that we're reaching out to more two-spirit people because these are the voices that need to be amplified. And it's just the conversations need to be had. So yeah, you know, accountability, it's always a journey. And I think that that's part of it is acknowledging that we're not going to be perfect every single time, but we are totally open to learning and we're opening to the conversations. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a very good way of uh, going about things, I think. <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of performers, even though they are a little bit smaller, would you like to give us a couple names? Tell us a little oh, bit about them. I would love that. Um, so we, my favorite one that I'm so excited to have is Tugs Kuchina. Tugs Kuchina is a two-spirit drag performer. They're newer to the scene, but they're freaking amazing. Um, I have kind of seen them just, I had ventured into an event that I saw them at and didn't kind of realize that's who it was. And then we got them kind of on our roster and was like, oh my gosh, wow, that's who that is. So they are newer to the scene, but they are from the House of Cucina, the House of Bay. They are, yeah, Selena Cucina is their drag mom. They are absolutely amazing. They are super wonderful, a huge advocate of this community, of the, um, and we're really excited to see them perform. We also have this like super adorable K-pop cover group called Crescent. Um, they will also be performing. They're a little K-pop dance crew. Um, and yeah, they are all about positivity. They're all about love. A few of their members are members of the queer community. So they're really excited to be on stage and we're really kind of excited to share our stage with them. Um, and then we're also partnering with the college, Visionary College, to get some of their smaller performers. They're kind of stacking our stage a little bit as well. We've reached out to some of the other performance schools as well to kind of see who they have that's smaller that wants a place on our stage and yeah, it's going to be quite a mishmash of all kinds of really great things. And we're really excited. Yeah, well, that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> and so who should attend Pride? Anybody who wants to show their support for the 2S LGBTQIA plus community, really. Um, if you're a member of this community and you feel safe attending our event, we would absolutely love to have you. If you are an ally and you're somebody that just kind of wants to go and show your support for the community, it's really important for um, the kids that access out loud and for everybody in the community to see how supportive everybody else can be. Uh, a lot of times we get really caught up in, you know, the negativity and the, the struggles of our community. And it's so important, but I think that this is the one day that we get to celebrate and we get to 
draw attention and say, you know, we're here, we're queer. And it's just bringing the kids to a place where they're comfortable to express who they are. They're comfortable to walk around in their rainbows and their pride flags. And if you want to be there to see a really amazing group of people kind of come together and surround these awesome kiddos, then this is the place for you. Yeah, it's I I know that like everyone should. It's just a good question to ask because not yes, everyone knows totally. that everyone Absolutely. should. Absolutely. Is there any other things that you would like to share about St. Albert Pride? Anything? What should people bring? What should they prepare? What sort of attitude should they put on themselves? Uh, a smiling face for sure. Even though this is a public event, there are things that will not be tolerated. The safety of our community is of the utmost importance. Um, so we do take that very seriously. Um, because this is an event at the public park, we do just like people to be prepared that there will be a couple members of the RCMP floating around. They're members of the queer community as well. Um, so we're hoping that it will be a lovely little partnership, but we have to have them there because of numbers. And yeah, like just be ready to kind of show your pride, um, support the community, be inclusive, um, kind of go in with a smiling face, but be ready to, yeah, some accountability would be nice too, you know, because we always say if we see you at pride and then we see you on the street, we want, we want to be able to say hi to you in both places, right? So make sure that if you're hanging out at pride, you are an ally to the queer community because We'll probably call y'all on it. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. Totally. As you should. <laughs> yeah. All right. So are, is there anything else that you would like to share with people? I know. I think that that's it. All of our updates for the event are all over our social media. You can find us at Out Loud St. Albert. Um, and yeah, again, open door policy. We are here for everybody in the community and we are just really excited to see everybody on June 18th. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today, Kelsey, telling us all about this event. It's been a while since the Edmonton area has had like some big pride events. Um, totally. Yeah, it's going to be a really great month for a lot of people. We're really excited. You just heard myself speaking with Kelsey Robbins about St. Albert Pride in Rotary Park on June 18th, and be sure to come on down. Um, I will be there at the CJSR tent in the afternoon if you want to put a face to a disembodied voice, or don't, and we can stay parasocial. As always, it has been a pleasure being your host for this time we have together on Gaywire. I would like to remind y'all that even though you can listen live on CJSR 88.5 FM in Amiskwichi, in Wisconsin on Treaty 6 territory and Region 4 of the Métis Nation of Alberta, you can also listen whenever and wherever you like by going to your favorite podcast platform and searching for Gaywire CJSR. Now, the CJSR is important to add in your search if you want to find the correct gay wire. Um, just trust me on this one, it'll be easier to find us if you search for gay wire CJSR. Um, and even easier if you go straight to your podcast platform and put in gay wire CJSR there. I would like to remind everyone that uh, 
the updated interview with Q Lawrence has been uploaded to the podcast stream, so that is there. It's almost two hours long. It's um, it's definitely something that I would love for y'all to check out if you haven't already. And also, if you haven't already, check out the website disabilityfilibuster.ca. And also, please do head over to the Gaywire Instagram at GaywireCJSR and hit the link in bio to go to the fundraiser for Q's wheelchair. Q is on well on their way to raising enough money to actually get a wheelchair that meets their needs. Their current one is held together with zip ties and bungee cords. Uh, wheelchairs are supposed to be held together with nuts, bolts, bits that are welded together. So definitely do head over to the Gay Wire's Instagram to donate if you have an extra dollar. And be sure to share that link around to folks who might have two extra dollars. Oh, and I would like to give you one last reminder. As this is going to come out the night before Smut Night, Smut Night is happening tomorrow on June 10th from 9.30pm to 3.30am or later listen to the episode from last week if you want to learn more about that. Also to learn about the show Reconstruct or Reconstruct by Evan Gilchrist. Uh, that is a wonderful show directed by Sarah J. Colkin, who is also putting on Smut Night, uh, that you can check out. Tickets are pay what you will or pay what you can for Reconstruct and for Smut Night. Tickets are at the door. Um, so you're gonna have to line up outside the Roxy at 124th. Okay, so that's just a last minute thing. And that's all the time I truly, truly have. Gaywire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Amiskwichiwiskaigan, colonially known as Edmonton, land which has been the home and traveling ground of many, including but not limited to the Blackfoot, Anishinaabe, Nakoda Sioux, Soto, Dene, Cree, and Métis people. This is Treaty 6 territory and Region 4 of the Métis Nation of Alberta. And all of us at Gaywire encourage you to think critically about the structures of power we reside within, your role in and around it, and what you can do to challenge the damaging legacies and mechanisms of colonialism in your day-to-day. -day. Reconciliation is not a one-time thing, it's an ongoing practice. Please, please, please check out some amazing Indigenous folks we've interviewed, as I mentioned earlier, um, to learn about decolonization, traditional tattooing, what it means to be two-spirit, uh, by checking out those interviews with Gabe Calderon and Ashley Cardinal. And remember, Pride Month is in June, Indigenous History Month is in June, and both are important. Please tune in next week to hear more Prairie Queer content, and until then, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. You can follow us online, you can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Gaywire, and at GaywireCJSR on Instagram. Let us know what you think of the show, hit up the DM sometime, or if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email gaywire at cjsr.com, and you never know, you just might get to be a part of the show. Our artwork is by Travis Erickson, and original music by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Stay tuned next for some actual legitimate music, unless you are listening to this on a podcast in which all you have to look forward to is that fleeting moment of silence when you start acclimating to the room tone again. Oh, I have thoughts again. 
oh, they're flooding back. The thoughts are flooding back. The thoughts are flooding back. It's okay. It's okay. You can just turn on another episode of Gay Wire. No worries. Keep it sneezy because it is allergy season. And please stay on the line. <laughs>